0: Yippee-ki-yay, mother- Welcome to the party, pal.
1: Welcome to Yippee-ki-yay Classic. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Ralph quartucci I'm Sean Paul Murphy.
2: I'm Debbie Murphy.
3: I'm John quartucci I'm Drew Gould.
4: And I'm Man. Chris
1: Cope. There you go. Okay. Oh, dramatic. Come on. Pause. Come on. Nice. I weeks, like it.
4: Three weeks into
1: this. We got to wrap that up quickly. Like good it. job. Good job. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Fix everybody it in post. It's everybody have a good week.
5: Yes. Oh, good. yeah.
1: I know everybody has been, before we started recording, everybody's talking about what they watched this week and everybody seems very excited. So let's get going right to it. Let's start with Drew.
3: what did you watch this week? Well, um, I watched, um, something that you recommended last week. Um, I think last, last week, last time, whatever. Um, it was a movie that was an hour and 50-some minutes long, and the first hour and 20 minutes were pretty dull and disappointing. And then um, the real mystery of what's going on in the movie was revealed, and it was just so gonzo ridiculous that I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's Malignant, the new James Wan movie. that's oh, on uh, HBO Max. It's not good, but it sure is entertaining, uh, eventually. I
1: have, yeah. I'm, I'm going to admit, I saw it at the drive-in this week. Um, and it
3: play on the big screen.
1: I tell you what, the second watch, first of all, I got into it. I got into what James Wan was doing, and I think he was toying with all of us because he definitely, a copy of, like I said earlier, it's a copy of, um, uh, Basket Case. But he's doing things in there that if you looked at it as a bad movie, you go, why are they doing that? And I think he did it on purpose. So my rating last week was a five. After right. seeing it again, I'm up an eight. Whoa, because i got into what he was doing yeah i got into what he was doing and on second viewing i realized all the it's like watching uh you know any movie with a with a twist at the end it's like you're watching it for different things and i caught a lot more and and i enjoyed it much more so i'm sorry to interrupt you but i just want that's to okay ahead.
3: i mean i i liked i liked the conjuring the first couple of movies yeah. and i liked the insidious movies all by james Wan, and the 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 first two-thirds, three-quarters of Malignant play almost like we're making a parody of the way right. those movies look and feel, but also boring. So I yep. was like, "What what is happening here? Because this is one of those cases where James Wan made these humongous hit movies ever since Saw, and then he made Aquaman, which was one of the biggest movies, and they said, you can do whatever you want. And sometimes when studios uh, or, or people are free to do whatever they want, they do things. You're like, this is really what you wanted to do. You wanted to do the brave. You wanted to do malignant. But it was fun. And uh, I don't know what kind of hit it would or wouldn't be without the day and date release. But I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah. But what I want to talk about is that what I got sucked into watching uh, this afternoon um, after I woke up from my nap following my colonoscopy. So it's been a very exciting day. Thank you. Uh, get screened. And, you know, when I think about, you know, dance, voyeurism, sensuality, exhibitionist male sexuality, I think of Sean. And I can see the only thing that was missing from the uh, Curse of the Chippendales series on Discovery uh, was Sean. Uh, It is uh, fantastic. Uh, You think it's about male dancers and some nutty people. And it's way crazier than that. The story is really insane. It's really well done. Um, it's really well edited. I know some editors that work in these types of channels, and they work hard. And, you know, It's pretty good. But um, there is one thing I have to warn you about that's pretty frustrating. There's a, a, a number of um, recordings of people by law enforcement, by things like that, and they subtitle it when it's hard to understand it, except in at least two places, some really crucial, like somebody's confessing something or somebody's admitting something, then they don't put the subtitles on. <laughs> and it's, I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that choice was about. Somebody might have thought, Oh, that's, that's distracting. We shouldn't put it there. You needed them. So that was pretty frustrating from a storytelling standpoint, but I think it's four episodes and they fly right by. So it's really fun. Plus, you know, it's got Chippendales and, um, who doesn't enjoy that? So that's um, what I watched this week.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> did Sean, did you have any, anything to do with the editing of that? You said it was right? I might be right?
5: working on some subsidiary Chippendale projects. Yeah, you are. your future. Okay. You know, we are as it goes to Discovery Plus, and, you know, they're doing certain things for YouTube and all, and I'm, I see that's on the list of stuff we're doing. So. Excellent. All I right. what it. Debbie started watching it, but I hadn't watched it yet.
3: It's a, it's a good show. Lots of twists and turns, and not just of the bodies. So oh. I recommend it.
5: Nice.
1: Nice writing on that.
5: Sean, Thank Debbie, what did you guys watch? Well, we watched a number of things, but the, the thing that I think that stuck out most was, the classic sci-fi film Forbidden Planet that Debbie <sighs> was watching. You know, she had never seen the film before and um I think she she loved the science and of course I love the whole goofy pseudo Shakespeare of it.
1: And, Is that Leslie see, Nielsen? Leslie in that? Nielsen perhaps yeah.
5: his most famous role as like a straight leading man. Walter Pigeon. Yeah, Walter Pigeon. K. Francis. and Francis. Yeah. Anne Francis. and Francis. Hubba, hubba Francis the talking mule. There are a lot of Francis. Isn't there. there a robot in there too? Robbie the robot. Robbie the robot.
2: And Everybody's it, there favorite
5: it? robot until Lost in Space. Yeah. Yep. Warning. Yeah. So, Debbie, did you
1: enjoy it?
2: Loved it.
5: Yeah. Wow.
1: Excellent. Excellent. What year did that come out? 56? When did uh, that come out? Yeah. Any idea?
3: I think that's right. I
1: don't know 50, where I, I pulled that out of my yeah, I I ass. I
5: think you may be right on that. So um, is that is that an older film you would like, Ralph? I know you. I must. think I
1: own
6: that film. That doesn't Laser mean you've this? seen it. Yeah, that that does not mean, mean I've watched yeah. it. Just because you own it doesn't mean you like it. <laughs> oh, okay. It. I, I own it, I think. That was uh, one of the first big-budget sci-fi movies, was that movie. Well,
2: yeah. let me say this about that movie. About please, it, please. Quickly. So that movie just really nails down the concept of eternity.
1: Okay. Like, like, watching it or in the sh- in the movie.
2: <laughs> you know
1: the
5: fact that these um, eternal
2: eternal things. Mm.
5: You know oh. the civilization. The was The way so it
2: was done. The 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 machinery
5: that existed forever. You know that it's existed now, millions now, of years. There, there you civilization. go, civilization. Yes, there is the robot. Why oh, am I John? not surprised, John?
6: I love Surprised that movie. It's, not life-
5: size. it's one of my favorite. If I could afford it, I'd get the life size. Believe me. You know one thing that struck me about the movie. It's sort of like Bride of Frankenstein, that mm-hmm. there just happens where they work. There just happens to be a lever that blows everything up. Right. You know, it's That's like a, here, right. here, do now. Push that. Right. It's like and he pushes. He goes. Now the entire planet is going to blow up in you know thirty seconds. It's like, why'd you do that? Yeah. You know, there are other things on this planet.
6: That was one of the only times Disney uh, coordinated with another studio. They're the ones who animated the lasers and the ID. Disney did the animation on that.
5: Yeah, that, I didn't realize that, but yeah, that was that. Um, what a fine you know, company great Disney. The is. Art at yeah. the time came yeah, out. Yeah, but it's still it's still a very highly entertaining film today. Nice. I'll have and to watch the Star Trek. I'll have to dig it out of my Star collection. Star Trek is a takeoff of Forbidden Planet. Yeah.
6: The whole Star Trek or the original? No, the, the original series, not the lame ones afterwards. Lame? What? Yeah, the, oh. the lame ones. What do you think about William Shatner going up to space at 90? I think that's fantastic.
5: Oh, I didn't see that. I can't wait to get on the shuttle. Yeah.
6: Have you
1: seen his YouTube where everybody's doing impressions of him and he's yes. rating them? Yes. It was he's,
6: hilarious. He's kind of a douche. He is. But he admits it. He admits All right. it. All right, John, what would you watch? Well, you know, it kind of a rough week. I've been kind of down, and uh, I've had a lot of weight on my shoulders. And um, so I was looking for something light to lighten my mood, and it just so happens that Turner Classic Movies has 1972 What's Up Doc with uh, Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neal, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, which is a complete takeoff of the Howard Hawks 30 and 40 screwball comedies. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. I actually saw it in the movie theater. And I absolutely loved it. It was hilarious. I laughed throughout the whole thing. Barbara Streisand has never looked more beautiful without the gauze in front of the filter. you know all the filtered stuff she does. She was funny that now uh, i I did a little research on the movie. she hated it. She That's hated why the movie. And it was number three in the box office in seventy two, only beaten by The Godfather and the Poseidon Adventure. It was Madeline Kahn's debut, it was Austin Pendleton's debut. Uh the cast in it was great. Uh and it was it was just as funny as I remember it was, but looking back on it. Uh, much older and being much more into the Howard Hawks screwball comedies, you see how much they took from, from those, but it works really, really well. And I don't think, and I'm not a huge Streisand fan. I'm not going to lie. Am I. I've never seen her more likable than in this movie. She was just so good in it. And she got to sing, uh, so she got to use her voice. but And at the time, she was seeing Ryan O'Neill. So you, the chemistry between them was was palpable. But it was really funny. If you've never seen it, watch it. Because it, it's really got a lot of laughs in it. And Madeline Kahn, well, I think she might have been nominated for an Oscar. If not, she won a Golden Globe. She was great. she was so funny in this movie. So if you get a chance, see it. It will bring a smile to your face, I guarantee it. So it helped your mood? It it did, yeah. uh, you know, temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. But it she did.
1: was yeah. great. I liked her in the Fockers, whichever Fockers she did. Yeah. I don't remember which one she did. <laughs> Yeah, a sex therapist. I think she's. I I like watching her. She's pretty good.
6: I yeah. I'm not a big fan, but I did. I I love that. She was so good in that movie, and she looked beautiful. The way he shot it. I mean, she really looked beautiful in it, without faith.
2: I, I am such a big fan of Barbara. I love her voice. Oh, such so a big I
1: mean, fan. As only, a singer, I love her. You only use her first name. Wow. Yeah. Big Babs. fan. Babs. Babs. Yeah. I don't even use that's, that's it. Name. That's that's what yeah. I was watching. Nice, Chris. Well, wait. Did it make you feel better? Yeah, I I did. it did. It did okay, temporarily.
3: It really did. Good. That's
4: uh, cool. yeah. I um I watched a bunch of new stuff, but uh, I watched The Courier on Amazon Prime. It's it's on it was released a little earlier this year. The Courier is a um, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch and a bunch of other British folks, and um, it's essentially a story about a it's based on a true story. It's a Cold War thriller. Or thriller. And, uh, it's, it's basically about a, a businessman, a regular businessman who they get to go to Soviet Russia and work with somebody who is willing to help out, uh, by giving information to the United States. That's what he wants to do. Um, Anyway, it's a really interesting movie. Uh, if you like any kind of John le Carré stuff, where the, it kind of takes a more hard-edged look at uh, espionage as opposed to, say, James Bond, which is more of a fantasy look, fantasy adventure look at, at, at espionage. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, and I think it's partially because I've read so much Le Carré and I kind of know how a lot of, you know, it's based on a true story and I kind of, I kind of knew where it was going. Uh, But it's really good. The other thing about it is if you watch the trailer, the trailer kind of plays up the lighter aspects of the film. Uh, I was going to ask you, because
6: when I saw the trailer, it almost looked like it was a comedy or funny moments in it for an espionage thriller.
4: Yeah, there are some funny moments in it. And then it gets predictably pretty, pretty dark. But it's it's definitely worth it's worth uh, it's worth the, you know hour and 50 minutes or whatever it was, was he
6: good in yeah. it i love benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah
4: he's he's terrific he he it's almost <laughs> one of those things where you're like okay you know well-educated upper crust british guy check he just kind of does that guy in his yeah speech. um but it was pretty good it, plus it had that whole kind of like late 50s early 60s vibe to it like in the sense that you know it's Kind of, you know, it's it's like he's a sales guy, and part of being a sales guy is that he can drink like a fish, you know, things like that. And they, you know, they that that's like a that was like a legitimate like thing that they were looking for, like that he could really hold his booze around these guys so he won't get boozed up with a bunch of Russians and then like let something slip, kind of deal. So it was definitely worth a watch, though. I um, I enjoyed it; thought it was good. So where is yeah, it playing? Where is it that. playing? That means anything. Where'd you watch it? He said Amazon. Uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an Amazon. Good. I got Amazon Prime. All right. On Amazon. Let
3: me let me ask you. I saw the trailer. Yeah, for it's that streaming it looks, on. Amazon it looked really Prime. fun. It looked really fun. How does it compare to Bridge of Spies? Because it looked like a similar kind of a story to that Spielberg movie. Um, oh, Do we lose them? I didn't no, see just either. Deep I'm going to say just I didn't thought.
1: He's deep in thought. I'm going to say it didn't compare at all, even though I didn't see either one of them, but,
6: uh, Oh, uh, so. like Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. Right. So I like love spy those. films. I yeah. could
1: watch those all day long. Yeah.
6: Um, the British like, spies that Spielberg was like is, in like Flint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice.
4: But, uh, it it's sounds still like my good.
5: film company, man. There yeah. yeah. Know, that's, that's the, the one, one Sean. You I was thinking, to, of um, use a, normal engineer civilian to catch a, Chinese spy ring of spies, you know, um, Probably and, my favorite of my FBI and films.
2: my ex-husband. Yeah, but that's- an engineer for, uh, you know, and that that was one of the films that they had to watch. Oh, uh-huh. sure, one of because films. he he's a, a nice. engineer on on the uh, space uh, laser stuff.
6: Nice lasers, Ra- Ralph. What are you wa- lasers? What are you watching, Ralph? Lasers. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat. Laser
1: beams. I'm gonna repeat what I did on another show because this is the old trope about never want to meet your heroes kind of thing. Uh oh. Um, uh, Richard Dreyfuss, that guy who
5: wrote the oh, um, Richard
1: Dreyfus, the no, Richard Dreyfus was in Baltimore this weekend at a horror convention. I didn't go, oh, right. but my friend Uncle Al owed me some money for our little uh, analog tape deck I bought him. So I asked him to get, and Richard Dreyfus is going to be there. And I asked him to get his autograph uh on a laser disc that I have. Let it ride, not jaws. Let it ride. One right, of my right. favorite Richard Dreyfus.
5: that.
1: He would if he if his mind were. <laughs> If his mind were okay. So, first of all, Dreyfus limps out of where the back room he's in to do this thing. I asked him to put on there, uh, uh, to Ralph from Richard. You know, he couldn't even do that. His, his people, his team said, no, he can't do that because he won't remember what he's supposed to write if you confuse him without just writing his name. Um, because I also wow. want to put on a to Ralph, uh, best day of my life or something from the movie. I mean, I couldn't even. Uh, it cost eighty dollars for him to wait in line for an hour, get this guy's autograph. I, you know, I was the, the How first. How much was the, the deck?
6: How much was the thing you got him? The
1: uh, I was twenty. So I was. He, oh wow! He, so there was a couple other things that he I was got down from sixty bucks. Him. So no, he was down forty, and I said, okay, if you can get a picture of him, sign. Anyway, my point is, he was old and decrepit, which leads me to the film that I'm going to talk about, which is Crime Story. Oh yeah on, uh, I think it's on Amazon, I forget where it's streaming. It's him, it was executive produced by him and Mira Sorvino and he plays an ex-gangster I guess, 78 year old gangster who spends the whole movie limping out of an automobile wearing it looks like orthopedic shoes because the guy can barely walk beating the shit out of anybody he meets It's it's and it's and a, does a impression an
6: impression of an Italian guy. He does, he does an impression accent. of a gangster, he's doing yeah, the whole thing yeah, and, and yeah.
1: Be- I guess it was produced by those two because <laughs> I guess they're not getting a lot of roles Mira Cervino was a little slightly unrecognizable. I don't know if she's had fate Well, I, she's, I how old is she now? She's I, I, It doesn't dang. I don't know. It's it's a it's a strange movie and he's trying to play a gangster, tough guy. He's doing it in the film because that's what the script says, but I'm telling you he could barely get out of the car and and truck walk down the street. It's just kind of sad to see your heroes go old and and you know, I'm glad I'm kind of glad I wasn't at the autograph signing because I don't know if... But you did get the autograph. He did, I guess. And uh, mentioned unlike that,
6: the Smithsonian with Star Trek cast.
1: I was working. I couldn't do that. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. I know all seven originals were there, yeah. but I still... Couldn't I don't do want to be a them.
6: nerd. That's what he said to me. <laughs> you could got, you, me you know what? He got me a napkin. He got me a napkin or something from it. <laughs>
1: So, That's the one. Uh, the uh, Russian guy was eating at the uh, buffet a lot.
6: Captain, it was Khan. That right. guy he put creatures in our bodies. That guy could eat. He could put it away. George Takai. Sean, no, what did you say? No, I wasn't Sean, George you're trying to say, to say something. I I'm, sorry, say I'm sorry, a can something.
5: Can I went can to can horror can. convention once with a friend of mine, and we wanted to get Eric Roberts to sign this movie. Um, you know what was it called? Um, in the Blink of an Eye, that he was in, that I had edited, that I was originally supposed to write, but I got fired off of. So we're you know, we get in the line, Eric ring. gets it, and he looks at the box and he goes, was I in this? <laughs>
6: <laughs> and, um, That's a good line. And, then we said, and you yeah, said, did I write this?
5: Name. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he, he saw
1: yeah, it. Al mentioned to Dreyfus that, i'm getting this autograph for your doppelganger my friend looks just like you and he said uh, dreyfus mumbled something about uh, dick cheney because i guess he played cheney in France yeah. or something i forget where he played why was there, he at a horror convention
3: must be jaws. for jaws i think jaws or he was also in the uh, fall i didn't see the fall I didn't, what's I didn't the fall see that. what's that you're not missing anything it's he was also in, a psychological thriller oh. uh, he's in this
1: in piranha, area. too he's in uh, piranha 3d playing hooper
6: Oh really? <laughs> yeah
1: he gets Was
5: he in Piranha three D I don't remember the
1: one with uh yeah the, Not the Jaws three
6: D Piranha Jerry, 3D?
1: Jerry O'Donnell the one Jerry O'Donnell was in and Ving Rams. Yeah. Oh, that is that his name? Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Dreyfus plays Hooper, there's a he looks like Hooper with the hat and all thing, and he gets sucked in by a bunch of piranha. But anyway. Never meet your heroes, I think. Um but I still I hmm. hope he's got the autograph because I love that I do love that film. It's one of my favorite films that he's done. So Trada. All right, so let's go to the classic. Uh, this week, John got to pick the film. You can tell by my hat. He's going to put his on. We'll give you a little signal. Go ahead, start up. What's the
6: film? Well, I want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm a big film guy. We are all we all love films. Um, I like to describe this film, 1973, is The Sting, as um, I call this a perfect film. And there's not many films I call perfect. This, Jaws, Citizen Kane for me. Those are perfect films. The script is absolutely fantastic. The cast is amazing. Uh, and the director, George Roy Hill, uh, did an unbelievable job on this movie. Um, so for people who don't know, if you have not seen it, it's a shame you haven't seen it. Because it's definitely in one of my, I put it in my top five uh, best films of all time. Uh, it's, it's a movie that uh, I always say if it comes on, I'll watch it. I won't say that for this movie, but... If I'm switching channels and the card scene in the train is on, I watch it from that point forward. Always. I always do. Uh, this is a movie about con men, confidence men, set in the 30s. And uh, the whole movie's a con. Uh, they're always having you look at the left when you should be looking at the right. There are things happening that the audience knows that the cast doesn't know, and vice versa. So you think one thing, and ends up being something else. This was made after Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, So the chemistry between Paul Newman and Robert Redford is amazing, and they are great in this movie. Look, the three leads, uh, Redford, Newman, and Robert Shaw, who is a great villain, are, are fantastic in these movies, in this movie. And I could talk about them for an hour. But what I really wanted to do. uh, Let's show, let's, let's jump into the Yeah, show, show, yeah, show the trailer. Now, I
1: had two trailers to pick from. one is sort of an original that was at the end of my Laserdisc, actually. And the other one was for a Blu ray re release. I like the old one better. I felt like it set up the film. All right. Show the old one then. Uh, So let's take a look at that one. I respect your choice as a producer. Uh, Well, we'll see.
6: see.
0: Just that music. Remember that sting experience? How good you felt! Now, The Sting, winner of seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, is back. Chicago is the place to be in 1936. So
6: well, that's in the 1936 Universal Pictures logo.
0: Until a first-class grifter on the lam from the FBI and a young gaffer from Joliet join,
1: you know, Redford didn't see this movie
6: until 2004 yeah he was in uh he was in europe when it came out 2004 i mean no he no i saw a documentary on him he saw it right a couple weeks after he finished the great gatsby
0: there wasn't a con he couldn't run and there wasn't a sucker he couldn't gaff (laughs) robert redford is johnny hooker a young drifter with plenty of moxie three grand on the rent jimmy but he's a sucker for lady luck Tough luck, kid. And a sap for lady love.
2: Thanks for the big evening, Hooker. Oh, no, Next time you want to spend 50 boy. bucks on me, mail
0: it. Come on, Robert Shaw is the Mark. And the the world, Mick. The big Mick.
6: <laughs> the name's, name's Doyle
0: You're
6: going to remember that name and get yourself another
0: game. You owe me 15 grand, pal. <laughs> Four Jacks. <laughs> then you bait the hook. Your boss is quite a card player, Mr. Kelly. How does he do it? He cheats. He cheats. (laughs) Play him on the wire. The wire's been out of date for 10 years. That's why he won't know it. Now he's ready for the sting. He's there. Let's get on it. Listen to me. Don't go back to your place tonight. $500,000 to win. Lucky Dan, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford. This time, they might get away with it.
6: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, uh, look at it. Everyone's smiling. I just, I just love this movie. So, a couple things about this movie. Uh, the original script, uh, Gondorf, who they wanted for Gondorf, the way it was written. They wanted Peter Boyle. Because that's the way it was written. He was a much older guy, kind of slovenly. So it was really about uh, the old guy handing off to the younger guy. Uh, George Roy Hill ended up getting involved, and he was good friends with Paul Newman and said, you know, you should really read this script. It's a really good script. And Paul Newman loved the script. And George Roy Hill said, look, y- you'd be second. You're not the lead. Pa- Redford is actually the lead. You'd be second. And Paul Newman, after going back and forth, he agreed to do it. Now, obviously, they changed the script to fit uh, Newman's character. And it works brilliantly because Newman was hesitant to do it because he wasn't known for comedy and he wanted to prove that he could do comedy, which, which this is plenty of, but so, so, so I'm not going to give the plot of the movie. There's just twists and turns. Uh, A friend of his gets killed. As part of revenge, they go after Robert Shaw, and the whole movie is about the con and how they do it, and it's intricate in how they do it, and there's all kinds of things happening. But a few things: um, once, uh, unless you're a music aficionado, uh, nobody knew who Scott Joplin was till this film came out. Marvin Hamlish, Marvin Hamlish, put Scott Joplin on the map, who was known for ragtime which was actually music in the 20s, even though it was set in the 30s, and George Roy Hill wanted it, and said, it doesn't matter, no one will know. Well, The Entertainer ended up being a top four hit in 73. So the fact that they could put ragtime music on the map is unbelievable, right? But beyond that, the thing that I really want to focus on is, because everyone focuses on the main three characters who are brilliant, it's a supporting cast that makes this movie so great. Harold Gould... uh, Uh, Ray Walston, Eileen Brennan, Charles Durning, all these people like Charles Durning, Eileen Brennan was one of the first films. They were all from the theater with Redford and Newman. So this was kind of first things for them, but you, Sally Kirkland was in it. Uh, just the, the, the peripheral characters work so well. I don't know and they the all, guy's
1: name, but Koning or Koning, who was in um, uh, Midnight Run with De Niro. Keo Jack Keo is that Jack you talking about? Yeah, he played the guy. The guy the, gets his nose. Yeah, in uh, the bail. Yeah, yeah he's been he around for a long time. Yeah, yes. a lot of good people.
6: The whole cast was just so good, and and they all had their moments to shine in the movie that, that made the movie work so much better. But it, it was such an intricate plot that, you know, you think you're following along, and you think that Hooker's going to turn on on uh gondorf till the very end because the way they played the feds dana elkar from macgyver If you watch macgyver yeah uh he played the head fed hey jj you were beautiful i thought you were the feds that scene at the end when he pulled you know the <laughs> blood uh, and even the woman who played the assassin um and if you watch any documentary about the movie the studio didn't want her because she wasn't pretty enough and george rory hill fought for her because he said You want someone who's nondescript to throw everybody off of who the assassin is, because, you know, they always get that guy with the gloves. You never see his face or anything till that one scene where he ends up, you know, shooting her. So that worked. And and he fought for her and got her. And it worked really well. And to this day, she says she's so grateful to him. But when you when you watch anything about this film, like I have the uh, whatever anniversary it was, the latest uh, Blu-ray, there's a great documentary on it. They all love this movie. They all revere in this movie and talk about how they had so much fun making it. And you you can see that on the screen, right? You can see it, that you couldn't make a movie like that today the way they made it because, like, uh, Red, uh, Newman said, you know, it's $16,000 a minute. So you don't have time to have fun and camaraderie and jokes and stuff. You can't do that anymore because it's such a business. But with this, it, it really worked. And, and I just think the film is brilliant. It keeps you guessing up until the very end. And even now. What, and, oh, by the way, Edith Head, uh, this was her last Oscar. She did all the costumes on it, which was spectacular. Uh, 90% of it was shot at Universal Studios, all the reconstruction of Chicago and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's beautiful to look at. Uh, I just love this movie and it's, it's, even though I know everything about it and know the ending, I still get into the story every single time I watch the film. So that's why I recommended it. It's just a it's just a wonderful movie that I love, and I hope you guys liked it as much as I did. Maybe not as much as me, but I hope you liked it. So that's my thing.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll just jump in. And then I'll let everybody talk. Um, <clears throat> it's a bit like Ocean's thirteen, Ocean's eleven, right? It's that idea that they're letting you in on the the plot of the the con. Except they're keeping things from you. Right. And it's a little right. bit of a, it's a little bit of a head fake, especially the whole FBI angle. It's a con. Uh, well, they're conning the audience too because they never let us in on the fact right. that the FBI is part of the con. So we immediately, now, when rewatching it, you realize, okay, now I can see all the little things that they were trying to do. Uh, and I loved it. I'm not even, this is not a complaint at all because even rewatching it, I enjoyed every step of it because of the, the way they set everything up, the set even list it, the setup, the con that the the, the all hook. of it, the hook, and then that card game, that poker game, yeah. Yeah. and the way Newman played that poker game as a <laughs> Boris dude uh, was fantastic. And 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 the, the the card tricks he did, I know the, those aren't his hands, but they right. brilliantly seamlessly date. Right, I, I, and I never, even now, I still go how the hell did he pull the four jacks out of there it's it is it is a brilliant scene and and i love the way he played i have one question about that he says something to redford right before about gin yeah. filling filling the thing up with water does gin not have a can you well, not tell the
5: same color
1: but can you tell the difference between gin and water i mean how would you can you sniff gin yeah,
5: you know but gin doesn't usually does not have as strong as an odor as okay so people. i guess
1: if you if you cut a little bit of gin in there it still smells yeah. it. anyway that's all it's the anyway. other
5: smell it yeah, anyway i want
1: other people that. to talk i you love the look film look G- you're cutting. Yeah. and i love I G- george Roy hill's a genius you yeah know, his he did slap shot after this he's done a bunch of other stuff and and i and i don't know how he the way he decides what music goes in a film it's it's just amazing so anyway i don't want to again. anybody else and i do want to say
5: one thing is um and it's sad because people don't play as many musical instruments. But I was learning. I, I was playing the piano back then, and man, anybody anywhere near a piano had to play the Entertainer, yep. you know, or a couple Maple Leaf Rag, a couple other Scott Joplin songs. I mean, he was really it. And I do have a set of DVDs, like the, I mean, CDs to complete Scott Joplin. Remember CDs, yeah. you know? And um <laughs> it was it was just an amazing thing, and. I mean, I had seen the film. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but so I, I knew I knew how it ended. But there were a lot of things that were still surprising, and even the performances of the um, of the people. You know, the film it isn't one of those films like once you know how it's going. It isn't like The Village or right. you know, M Night Shyamalan. Right. Or, yeah. The six. The sentences. big twist the ending six that you Sense, know. Like once you know the thing, you may want to watch it again. Just to make sure it's true to its. Twist. Right. That's, yeah, right. But, you know, this, even though you know the twist, you continue to enjoy the movie. Well, every because time
1: you they're see so, it. they're so, those guys are just great. And you Paul know Newman. What's
5: great was the guy who played um, Shaw's, like, main bodyguard, the short guy.
6: Deer Cop. Yeah. Who is that guy? He was in Butch Cassidy. He was part of that gang. Yeah, I mean, he looks he, like a cartoon character. Charles Deerkop, I think, is his name.
5: Yeah, he was he was hilarious. And I like it later when, um, you know, I, I think this was a gay reference. It's like when Redford has this scratch on the side of his face, the woman got him with a ring and he goes, you don't see any of my boys messing around with women like that. <laughs> and, you know, he looks over and they sort of like, that's a lot of smile. <laughs> you know, it was, well, I, I well, love this movie. One
2: thing I was, this is a weird thing to focus on that I picked up though is Paul Newman and, uh, Robert Redford together to try and figure out who had the bluest eyes. And, you know, you editors will probably, you know, understand it. What makes it, they, it looked like Robert Redford's eyes were brown. I mean, I couldn't believe how blue Paul Newman's eyes were. And I was trying to get a shot to focus on um, Robert Redford to see if his eyes were as blue as Paul Newman's. Yeah, he, just because the two of them were together,
5: you know, in that
1: who's all blue eyes. Is that Sinatra? Who's all Sinatra. Sinatra, Sinatra? That's Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So they did
5: a colorized Sinatra. version of a Sinatra movie and they gave him brown eyes in it. Well, I, a lot <laughs> of
1: actors, they I don't know if they put contacts in there or they color correct later. They all a
6: lot of. Them no, he uh, there were scenes where his eyes pop blue. But the, the uh, George Roy Hill, uh, the sets especially, he used all muted colors. So, so they might not pop like they normally would. Well, they but his went with eyes are blue in that they went with, movie. They went with an orange yeah. tone, a
1: rust tone, and you know. So,
6: but all, all Paul Newman's eyes are a different color, blue too. They're they're brighter blue than Newman's, but they're both very handsome men. Okay, so I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Oh, they're Drew, just saying. Somebody jump in. Difference
2: between the two men.
6: Yeah. Drew, what do you, Drew?
1: Did you see? Well, you know, I, this came out in seventy-two. So,
3: we're talking yeah, I I agree with. Um, With John's description, I mean this is one of my all-time favorite films. I think um, you know every once in a while the Oscars really get it right and they reward a film that's a great film and a best film of the year. And that's hard because this was up against The Exorcist, which is another all-time classic. Yeah, Yeah. wow. But um, you know, it's it's a movie. It's the kind of movie that I I really like because I'm not I'm not someone that says oh I'll only watch this genre or I prefer that genre. I want to see a good movie, and when a movie does what it sets out to do and it does it really well, and it becomes more than the sum of its parts, which in this case are already very respectable, I just think that's very satisfying. Yeah. And you said, you mentioned... Um you know, the movie is a con of the audience. Right. But it's not like, uh, like we got ripped off. Like the No, it's not a something. cheat. I'm not and saying that's it's what, a cheat. That's, no. that's a compliment because it, yeah. you don't feel conned. No. And it makes you not only want to go back and say, wait, let me see if I could see that coming. Right. I haven't watched it in many years. And so I didn't, I mean, I remember the FBI twists and everything, but I didn't remember all the details. And it was just really fun to go back and, and see them again and all that kind of stuff. And also, um, you mentioned the score. Uh, Marvin Hamlish. Um, I can find your picture. You can throw it up. Is my celebrity doppelganger um, across many <laughs> years? And so he actually won um, three Oscars that night. He won one for the adapted score for *The Sting*, and he won two for *The Way We Were*. Uh, you know, on his way to being a real EGOT Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony winner, uh-huh. and he's you know one of the most incredible forces in, in music and film music. And uh, I think it's really neat that he took someone who was already a part of. You know, American music history as Scott Joplin, and and made him gave him a kind of immortality with what he did, and I also just like the idea of, uh, you know, remixing music before people use that kind of language and adapting it. Uh, the composer Max Richter, he did, oh gosh, this is a few years back now, but still in the twenty first century, he did. Uh, uh, released an album of Vivaldi's Four Seasons, which everyone knows, which everyone is very familiar with, and he called it Recomposed, and he essentially rearranged them, and they are immediately familiar and also really different, and it's really exciting. And so I think that's kind of a cool thing to do. Uh, Malignant actually does the same thing with um a pixie song uh, throughout the score. Um uh, where is my mind is is woven into the score in different ways? Not the actual song, but versions so are so obvious now it 's so obvious you know, I mean, this is this is a movie <laughs> this is a movie that 's firing on all cylinders and well, and the way he used fine.
1: the music the the interludes mm-hmm. of the music, you know so there 'd be music and then some conversation happen, and then some more music and
6: just and you know, there was no underscore no so when there was dialogue, right. there was no music it was only yeah, right. it was yeah. only in between that because he didn 't want to take away from it, and it right. also fit with the pace of the movie the music definitely right. fit with the pace of the movie yeah now look if you were going to remake this
3: movie today which don't please don't do that right, right. Yes, um please. i'm sure that you could come up with ways to tighten up here or there but so instead of what is it two hours and nine minutes so it'd be you know two hours and, and, and six minutes like there's not a lot of fat on the right. scripts a lot of what you might look at and say this is a this is a little slower is more uh savoring the setup of it uh, yeah. it, you know, It's, it's a heist. It's a, it's a con. It's all these types of things. But those don't have to be fast because it, it tightens that tension. And when you at know, the end, it releases. And then it releases in ways you don't even realize it's releasing. Right. Like people are shot and then they get up and they're like, well, we got away right. with it. It's really satisfying.
1: Well, we talked about on Movie Strange, we talked about that two-hour Johnny Depp movie that felt like four hours, right? This yes, does not feel like a two-hour no. movie. <laughs> Which because it's so well-structured and so well-paced. The Brave. So well paced, the Brave. It, 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 this one just you know, moves along and just, you just tight and, and it's tight and And you're with them. You're with them. (laughs) And it's, and it's so funny. There's little hints like, you know, at one point Redford opens his drawer and puts those, uh, right. Pellets in his mouth. Um, and, and I forgot about that. And, you know, it's, you know, so anyway, Chris, what do you got? Are you frozen again? Oh, it says Chris entering the waiting room, but there, let's try Let's see what happens. Who knows what's going to happen here?
6: Oh, you got two. It's going to be awesome. Hey, look at Chris Doppel's game. It's, it's doppel game. <laughs> look at that! Uh, hey, uh, this is Chris, welcome to the show. The gang this episode. There's your twin. There's your twin brother. <laughs> just take a look at your brother up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's so now you're here, Chris. Talk hand. about the movie.
4: Oh uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, John, um, a great choice. Obviously, The Sting is The Sting, and it's a terrific, uh, terrific film. And uh, I think I just dropped again. But if no, I didn't. Um, you're, no, you're there oh, talking. Okay, great. You're um, everywhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Uh, too much of me. Um, that being said, um, uh, one of the things I really appreciated this time around was Robert Shaw. Like, he was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this movie probably since I was a kid. I'm sure it was one of those movies that my dad was like, we got to sit down and watch it. And it was good then. Um, so there was a nice a lot of little details that I didn't remember. Uh, but Robert Shaw was the thing that really kind of reminded me of how fantastic he is. Like, he's just, he's great in the movie. He, he has this kind of menace to yeah. him and he's so like, like touchy, you know, like, yeah, Paul Newman's being a jerk and everything, but like even the slightest insult, he's just getting so ragingly angry at. <laughs> yeah. and He's just keeping it under the surface. That's what I think almost more than anything, obviously Newman and, um, Redford are terrific. Um I really kind of liked all of the uh, like you said th- this whole kind of rogue's the, the gallery. Yeah, um, you mentioned Jack Keel before. Yeah. That whole bar, that whole bar, great, bar they go yeah, into with all those rogues. Those are all character yeah, actors yeah. in there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
6: Those guys and, are the Quill. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I love
4: the
1: word Jack. Yeah, it was Jack. It was Jack. Which meant good, meant I guess. Jack. Anyway.
6: Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, and I have to throw out a little bit of a a little bit of a, a hello or thank you to the Baltimore County Public
6: Public Library, because I think he wants Uh-oh. to thank uh, the Baltimore Public Library, uh, and I think if he was here, he'd say I'm <laughs> so thankful. Oh, okay. oh, he's back. He just went out again. Yeah, I, I filled oh, wait, in gosh. for you while you froze. Well
4: oh, I'm. I'm just gonna like. This is unreal. I don't <laughs> know. I'm not sure what's going on.
6: Do, 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 so a little something about Robert Shaw. He uh he sprained his ankle playing handball pretty badly, and he went to George Roy Hill and said, "Look, uh, I hurt my ankle really bad, and it's really difficult to walk. So I'll tell you what, um, just recast it, and it won't cost you anything. I'm not going to you know pay or play anything." And George Roy Hill says, "Well, do me a favor, walk across the room." So he walks across the room with the big lump. He goes, "Come back." He walks across with the big lump. He goes. Don't worry about it. We'll make it work. That's why the limp's in the movie. That's yeah, the only reason why the limp is in the movie. That's the only reason why. No explanation needed. But to Chris's point, you know, this was a very light movie, but the menace, the real threat, is brought by Robert Shaw, and in that oh, yeah. card scene, he's like a thermometer. As Newman is getting liniment, come on, I was just getting good liniment, and he's getting redder and redder till he finally blows his gasket. That scene was that scene is just great. That yeah, whole scene. okay, now I am
1: going to nitpick a little bit. Okay, okay nitpick, nitpick, Ralph. nitpick, and I know they explain this in the film. Yeah, that assassin had him in her room. They were they were in the the room. They explained. I, it. I understand oh. because the old woman's, but is if she's as, if she's as good as she is, she would have killed him. He would have disappeared. Nobody was on the. No, they explained the it. They saw yeah, them Not only that, and then and then and the guy's a
6: professional. And I understand.
1: I understand how they explained. That it is a us. nitpick. But even Redford's like, why
6: didn't she kill me? That even he. And they it. explained it. And then the whole the how, assassin. What was it? the
2: explanation? What
6: they what said saying, she because the woman across the hall saw the two of them together. So they said she's too much of a professional. She would never have done that, having been witnessed together. That's how. That's why she boy. waited till the alley. I understand which makes uh, sense
1: right
2: yeah that makes that does make sense
1: oh yes perfect sense perfect sense
6: she could have killed him uh, in the bathroom ralph when they
5: were she, hiding she had really lots of time nitpicks? that's what
1: i'm saying many many, many that's times what i mean no and then the assassin that's following redford around it ends up killing her yeah just, you know luckily now but
2: i have a question tiny yeah.
1: nitpicks tiny, so tiny where is tiny.
2: chris right now chris Frozen. are you there no,
1: there he is he's there ah, happy he, and half out
6: he's I have, there i have
2: a theory about chris you're oh.
6: there chris she's got a theory about you
2: Okay, did you happen to have the vaccine, the MRNA? Did you duplicate yourself?
4: Is he magnetized?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> Could be. I, don't I know. think uh, Yipikai needs to set up Chris's internet. I'll send the media package, Chris. We keep talking about this <laughs> now Drew, the-
2: because now Drew jumped to the top.
1: It's listen, is, there, is Ralph moving squares? Ralph, are you doing that? This this makes this makes my editing crazy because I got to flip everybody around. This is nuts. So just so you know, Chris, you're adding to my edit time. Even though we can't see you. So
6: Chris, you hadn't seen this. Chris in,
1: Chris, since you're you were muted. Kid? Chris, you're muted. On top of everything else, you're muted. <laughs> Unmute. There you go.
4: Yeah, that's correct. I probably hadn't seen it since uh nineteen eighty something.
6: Wow. So so did it you remember wasn't... everything in the movie? I mean No, I just I didn't
4: remember that's what I, like all the little parts like the line, yeah, all of like the details I didn't remember. But I, I mean I remembered that in the end like I knew that the, the FBI guys were right. Of the con. yeah like i remember that you know so it was like it was fun to kind of go back knowing it all um you know kind of to get that that element yeah. of it uh but also see kind of know the ending but kind of check out the details yeah. by the way yeah
6: i cool. remember when i saw it uh you know you couldn't believe and they talked about this in the script writing how are you going to convince the audience that hooker could turn against gondorf People aren't going to buy it, and they really set it up with the FBI. But I remember when I first saw it, and I saw it in the movie theater. I remember how relieved I was when they both flipped over and were alive, because I realized, okay, he didn't turn on him. It was all part of. No, the that's act. the I was greatest. Like, yeah, it's that, the I just greatest that was trick. Great.
1: I mean, that was a yeah. great twist. Yeah, you thought they were both dead, no right. question.
3: Yeah, but you know, I—that's I, actually one of my other favorite scenes of the movie. If. Correct me if I'm remembering this wrong, but basically the FBI says, you know, in front of Charles Durning, so, you know, we've got you. You're going to turn on him. And Redford says, I'm never going to do that. And then they say, well, Luther, the guy whose death started all this, his widow, we could make trouble for her. Right. And Robert Redford really, he really thinks about it. That's right. He really takes a moment that's like a, a quite a long moment for what you would expect him to really think about it. And he, at the end, you realize he's, he's selling you that he's right. really torn and made the decision. But that's one of the sort of the most... Uh, you know underwhelming but convincing parts of the whole con is that like i i I believe that he'll make that choice right and he is struggling with that choice but he can't let anything more happen to luther
1: like he had a
6: noble reason to make the choice that's how exactly yeah i have a
1: question so 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 redford knew hooker knew that the fbi was fake
5: right yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, in, yes. in the con, he knew. See, that's yes. where they're faking. But he up. had to right. play it
5: straight. Yeah. I, I, but 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 he
1: was playing it straight for us, the audience. No, that's no, why no, he, he was no. playing it for no.
5: the
3: guy, for, and the for Charles Durning, yeah. so Well, uh, yes, I understand that. Robert but he Shaw
1: never winked at the, the, the audience. Going, I right. know. So right. he was playing it for us. No, but then too. nobody
6: did that. Nobody winked at the audience. Well, that's that the whole one thing I love about this movie. Listen, that whole
1: painting scene where they go in that uh uh that that Western Union and paint, fake paint the office. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're winking the whole time except Redford wasn't winking. Redford never let us in on what he knew and I you know, I'm not again, this is not a complaint. Yeah. No, 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 I get but it. but watching it now after this many years i enjoyed the complexity of what was going yeah. on now i'm into what they were doing it's yeah. like the like i said like ocean's 11 i love all the complexity of how they're going to pull and they pulled the rug out from under us too in yeah. in, in that movie they kept stuff from us, and and that's a yeah. That, but that's, that's a,
6: uh, yeah. Comparing this to Ocean's Eleven, eh, 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 I
1: don't know. About no, that. I mean, I I think uh, I, I think awesome. this is I think the DNA of this movie's in Ocean's
2: Eleven. Exactly, it is. Sure. Like I mean, yeah. a lot,
6: uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, yeah. the love on, affair. It's, it's, it, okay, they also whatever. said Newman also said it was one of the few times. Uh, so the script that they used for shooting, you know, uh, the author I can't remember the author's name. David uh, him S. Ward. And, okay, Ward. They worked on it together. Uh, uh, George Roy Hill and Ward and Newman said the script when they started shooting was uh, almost entirely what they used. you know movies I usually stray a little bit improvise especially with New York actors he said you didn't have to do it because the script was just so it was on the paper when they read it they had to make some tweaks for Newman's age and the relate they had to build the part up. Which I'm glad they did because it really worked. But he said the script was great to start out with, which obviously helps a lot. It is pretty amazing. Chris is just bouncing in and out. Chris huh? is going to be beside himself. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is, I think, I think Chris is doing a little con job here. He's getting a little more
5: airtime. You know, and I, boxes. I
1: normally I edit this to keep everybody, but I'm going to let this go as it is because this <laughs> is, this is a riot. It's so,
5: you know, to me, the film that, uh, you know, my second favorite con film is, um, What's it? House of Games. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Oh, God. Yeah, lots of Lindsey yeah. and uh, Joe Mantegna,
6: right? Yeah, that's a brilliant. Yeah, film.
5: one of those, one of the rare films where I like Lindsey in. Yeah. And the other that's one David Mammoth, right? Roy Hill film. Slapshot. Yes. Slapshot. <laughs> oh. Right. You know, I love Wojo. Plastic. Yeah, where's Wojo for this? Pitching about Slapshot. I don't think George Roy Hill has the reputation he deserves. I agree with you on this. You know, because he did. I mean he kinda went out, you know, atypically with though Funny Farm I thought was funny. I thought Funny Farm was uh, a it word. was not it it was not a caliber. Little drummer girl not a hit, world according to Garp was, Little Romance not Slapshot was a hit, Waldo Pepper was you know, a big failure. Yeah, I wish that was know? a better movie. And but still I like Waldo Pepper. Didn't he do the one that Newman that did? 56,
1: uh, Judge but... Judge something. What was that? Judge Roy Bean? Me. Was that John was Houston? That,
4: no, that was um, Oh. Oh, no, you're right. It wasn't John Houston. I'm you're sorry.
3: confusing your Royce. Yeah.
1: I
4: thought, I thought you know, he did that one, too. No?
5: I think uh, he was definitely one of the better directors of the 70s. I'm including Butch Cassidy. Well, they
6: said uh, Newman and Redford both said that they agree with you, but they think the problem was he was a director that was more like uh, John Ford, John Houston, kind of tyrannical, authoritarian. And uh, he kind of went against the grain with the studio's. So uh, they said that kind of didn't help his uh, his reputation as a director, which is a shame because he's done so, so many great films and they stand to this day. But that's what they said. They, they said it's a shame that he hasn't gotten the kind of recognition. Yeah, that he but when you read is. the behind the scenes, he and
1: he and Newman are having pranks but, against each other. He goes know, on a four-day bender with uh, Robert
6: Shaw, who's, I guess, a super aggressive ping pong player,
1: like the guy is mental well, the, ping the, pong. Well,
6: the assassin there, uh, what's her name, Salino, um, um, praised him because she said they put her in that ugly wig. And she said, it makes me look so bad. Why would you want me in this? He goes, well, let me ask you a question. As an actress, if would I want you, your, her, whatever her name was, to wear this wig? And she goes, well, no. He goes, well, as an assassin who's trying to blend in, would you wear this wig? And she was like, oh, okay, now I get it. So that makes perfect sense. And that's, you know, that's an a, an actor's director. So and, yeah. and the other thing was when she got shot, she was supposed to get shot in the chest, not in the head. And he goes, well, why don't we why don't we try it in the head? And back then, you know, they used to do this thing with a, a, a button. You put uh, p- uh, makeup over the button with a piece of string. And this red underneath it, you pop yeah. the button and it looks like a, a bullet shot. No, this they used like a pellet gun with a little blood thing that they <laughs> shot at her head and it just. Exploded. So oh, they, that's did a it. they did it. Brave actress. They did it. Well, she said. Court. She said. Well, I'm worried about you know getting one in my eye. And they went to this. She said that the stunt guy who was going to do it was like this grandfather. Just this old guy. And she goes, you know, do I have anything to worry about? He goes, oh, no. We do this a lot, and and we almost never miss. God. So they did one take, and she shut her eyes. And Roy Hill went up to her and said, look, uh, I need you to keep your eyes open. And she goes, we got to do this again? She goes, yeah, because you would you would keep your eyes open. And that's the take that they use where her eyes go wide and boom. But when I heard that, that's the way they did it. I was like, oh my yeah, God, crazy. you got to be sure about uh, that. We gotta, she, Chris, Chris, anything you want to say before you shut off again? Because Chris, use you, you the, sign the language. This, did yeah, you reveal, like the movie? Reveal what
4: con you've
3: been running because you've definitely made me look to the left. Can you just do God. this?
6: Do this once, Chris. Just do this. Come on, do this. There you go. Do, do,
4: do, do. I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I actually switched to like my... Ethernet cable. It's still, just
6: that's all right. Just, Chris, don't right. worry, Listen, about It Doesn't, take, doesn't think, take away how good the movie was. Let's
1: rate the film think, now before Chris goes bit, again. Chris, uh, we got yippee kai yippee kai What do we got? I come on. It's, it's how. Let's start with Chris before you go. What do you got? Yippee kai. All right, good. John,
6: well, you know me. Yippee kai. Yep. Yep. Uh Sean, Debbie.
4: Yippee
5: kai.
6: Yeah. Nice. Drew. Yeah, you'd be Kaye, of course. Oh, yeah. right. you I'm ah, so glad. Ralph, can I make one suggestion for next week rather than, uh, cause I was looking at the hits that the movies get and the round robin ones, uh, seem to get more hits. So maybe we should do a round robin one no. next time. No, because Debbie and I are next. And i Well, want well you did one prior. You, no. You did no. one before Debbie. Nice try. Nice so try. So Debbie, should, if i nice try. Debbie, no. No, I feel, anyone, jacked,
1: I feel jacked about this. So uh, I can't speaking it. of which. You're not the which, quill. I'm glad you brought that up because here we go.
6: You're out. Okay? That's all right. I, I, listen, I brought the sting. I'm happy. That's about me that. and Debbie. Debbie, you ready? I don't Hang on. This is such crap. And you're on this again. It's my show, and I can do what I want. (laughs) Oh, Here we go. Yeah. That's just great. If you were a leader, you would say, you know what? I'm going to give up my chance this week. Let Debbie go. Then I'll no, go follow. No, no, I already have my pick. You selfish prick! Here's my pick. I'm giving you guys two weeks
1: to watch the thief or thief, not the oh, thief. Oh, without uh, James Conn. James, James Con, Con. Oh, Michael right, Mann, Michael Mann. Right. Oh, nice. So is Mann. that 70s or 80s? 70s. Okay, definitely 70s. Okay. Uh, it's on Criterion. But it's got on an criterion. 80s. Early it's, early it's early. Early. Sorry, is that 80s? This is a film you yeah, don't, don't even like, know well. 82
4: or 83.
1: Oh, good. I thought it was 70s. It was either going to be this or the Gene Hackman film. That I just watched where he plays a detective. Do you remember Night Moves? Night, Night, moves.
4: Night, moves. Night, Night Moves. But I'm
1: going to go to a thief because I, I love James. Because it's, it's Michael Mann. Everything Michael Mann's ever done is in this film.
5: It's, it's 1981.
1: Fun. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah, it was. And loud. it's streaming on the uh, Criterion channel. Yep. Lots of little extras on there, too. So. Well, if you don't get the Criterion channel. <laughs> Let me know because I, I I have it
6: and I can send it. Oh yeah, send it. I definitely I don't have it, so send it. It'll be laser disc, so there'll be a flip in the middle. <laughs> that's okay. Old school, nice. Because I don't so. have it, so I you don't have it? Jo- Can you play a little Scott Joplin? while we get uh, copyrighted?
5: Anybody got a piano? <laughs> Sean, you got a piano, don't you? No, that's the only thing I can't put he, in this he house.
2: He just has this keyboard right here.
6: Oh, I, I oh. The, the computer keyboard. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can play it on that. <laughs> all right. Da-da. Uh, Da-da.
1: Just so everybody knows, I am not going to try to keep the... Chris was bouncing in and out so many times. We're just going to go as it was, raw like this. So all I right, try to was... keep it
6: clean. Hey, all I can say is if we're doing a live stream, you'd have to do it. So what the hell? It stays on. It stays on. All right, everybody. <laughs> have a good couple of weeks. Thief is the film. Take
1: a look at it. Uh, we'll, we'll do that and then... Debbie, you're lucky you get to do the last one before we oh, do our next round robin. Save so. the
6: best for last, Debbie. The best for last. The
5: right. best is yet to come.
1: All right, everybody. Have a safe couple of weeks. Uh, Maybe we'll Forbidden see you. Planet. Who knows? We'll see you soon. Deep
5: throat. Oh. Oh, subscribe, subscribe, share,
6: Blam. please, please, Blam. slam, slam the like button,
3: slam the like button, smash it. Guys, guys okay, so don't you hit hard. too hard, you might pop Chris out now of There you me. go. Yeah, I don't I
4: want know. Chris, hang in there, yeah. baby, hang Ooh. in there. I don't know what's happened this time around. Guys. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, media
1: kits on the way, Chris, don't worry about it. <laughs> Over and out.